put a mustache on Boober Fraggle and call him Gallagher Crosby, attorney at law. This is GeekCast Live. It's a trap! Welcome to episode 441 of the Geek Cast Podcast. I'm your host, GCR, and with me, as always, Rob Bass. It's Nico. And Cartoon Joe. And on tape delay. (laughs) Now on tape. Oh, are we doing a bit? Was I supposed to also be on tape delay? No, that was. Am I on tape delay? Joe usually has a one breath pause. No, you're not on. Joe did like a two and a half breath pause. You're not on tape delay. Joe, you're coming in crystal clear. We do have a guest with us tonight, though, which we do. We used to be very guest centric, like seasons one and two, maybe even season three and four and five. And then we did like Game of Thrones. We just phoned it in for three seasons. (laughs) But now (laughs) it's season 10. We're back. And um, we have a guest with us tonight. A guest I found on Instagram. I was doom scrolling Instagram for like. I don't know. The thousand time memes no. and stuff. As as God and His Majesty the Emperor Zuckerberg intended. Yeah, correct. As intended. And I I saw this little reel of a guy who was redesigning the uh, Oklahoma flag. It was the Oklahoma flag, and I was fascinated. Hmm. And uh, turns out he's got a really cool thing going with us tonight, Michael from Flags for Good. Yeah, hey, thanks hey, for buddy. inviting me. I'm excited. Nice to meet you all. You too. I went to your website. I watched a bunch of your stuff on Instagram, and I realized that this show's original concept was um, everybody geeks on something, mm. whether it's model cars or Dungeons and Dragons or sports. Mm. You're, you geek on flags yeah. harder than anybody I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah, well, and it's funny because as I've geeked harder and harder, I've gotten into like the, you know, North American Vexillological Association. And then uh, last summer I went to the the basically the World Flag Conference. And so I've gotten to meet <laughs> the flag nerds even nerdier than me, which I didn't That's think was possible. Cool. What do you do at a World Flag Conference? Do you just like Wait. check out everybody's flags? You truly don't want to know uh i mean we had talked we talked about you have no idea how much we do want to know yeah (laughs) Yeah. it it, it was fascinating to me we talked about um there were talks on like the flags that are on the moon and like okay what you know what color they are that's a very big debate um we talked about i mean the dumbest stuff like the true color of the blue on the ukrainian flag and we had a ukrainian person i mean it was stuff that <laughs> doesn't matter at all but these people make it their life's work um so i always kind of stand out at those conferences because i kind of focus on the the sociology and the psychology around flags and they're very much about like well, no, in 1871, they changed it to have a gold fimbriation. I'm just like, this This is cool. just... That's, uh, that's I mean, a specialized kind of geek right there. Yeah, that's, exactly. You have said so many things in the last minute that I want to unpack. <laughs> I don't um, know. Do. If, ver- this is what's cool is um, you're a flag geek, and yeah. we want to know all about flags. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> My first we, question I've before we get never had any, deep in the weeds. I've never really had a care for flags. I don't know why. I'm hooked. Line and sinker with this. All right. Well, that's good. To, to, to establish some baseline parameters here. Okay. Uh, are there any limit? I mean, this isn't just limited to like, uh, you know, municipality, state, local, national flags, right? This is any damn thing that has colors, logos, emblems, patterns, and will flap is in your yeah. purview totally and fantastic and what's also i mean i think more interesting now is like flags you probably see more flags digitally than you do in real life and you probably don't even notice sure. it. and so i mean flags are a very ancient form of communication 
but they have adapted and and you know grown over time and i mean they're they're in emojis i mean like they're everywhere and and i think that's what's kind of beautiful about them is that they have stuck with us and they haven't been phased out kind of like other forms of visual communication might have over time so um do you consider moderns do you consider like uh like house sigils to be in in the realm of of flaggery even if they're not on cloth yeah. So, okay. So vexillology is the study of flags and a lot of flag things come from heraldry and including some of the terminology that you would use um, to describe a flag. So there's all kinds of crazy words. If you're trying to like verbally describe what a flag looks, looks like, and they, they pull it from like. Uh, give us three of those. Words. Give us three of those words. Um. Okay. So like. I think actually, in- no, 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 no. Hold on. Give us okay. four words, one of which is completely made up and three Ooh, of which is actual is nomenclature. And then we're going to have Joe pick, pick <laughs> the, uh, the whammy. Okay. Please. Um, okay. So if you had a, a red field with a blue canton, with white fimbriation and a star in the sinister and a and a moon in the labor i would go see my i'd have to go see my uh my colonoscopy doc again <laughs> and look at the x-ray that's what, that's what i would do joe which of those Words is not describing part of a flag. My guess is the labor. I was going to go with sinister. I think I would think sinister. I think sinister is the is the one he put in that sounds wrong, but is definitely a flag term. (laughs) That's what I was thinking because sinister means left, the red herring in Latin and Italian, and so I just assumed it means a star on the left hand side. Damn, Joe! There you go. Look at that. You're right. You right up. Sinister, He's right. Oh. Sinister, <laughs> no, no. Sinister is sinister is a real term. It it means to the left, um, and then the opposite of sinister would be Dexter. And I was trying to figure out a way to throw you. That's off, the coolest thought, thing I've heard all week. <laughs> right, and I and I was thought Dexter's lab, and then I just made labor out of. It. <laughs> I made that out of that. So labor is the oh, false one. I yeah. Well done. <laughs> I, I I was biting all of it. I, Easily, so, easily accepted all of it as truth. So what Love got it. like what was the thing that got you really into flags? Like that's a really interesting to like find a niche for. Yeah. So I grew up traveling a lot. My parents, um, my dad had a cool job where um we got to go on a lot of cruises. Like he was paid to go on cruise ships, which was cool. Mm-hmm. So as a kid, I I was like traveling a lot and needed a way to sort of like assign memories to a sense of place and so i had maps on my wall and and flags are just an easy way for a kid i mean they're simple colors and simple shapes but then as i grew up and i kind of got into the graphic design world i think that love stuck with me and i and i realized when it comes to design um you really are trying to do simple communication, visual communication. And the rule in design is usually you subtract and subtract and subtract until you can't subtract anymore. And then you have a good design and flags are like the extreme example of that. Right. So like with simple colors and simple shapes, you can communicate visually incredibly complex ideas, abstract ideas like nation. Um, And you know, when you look at the the opposite, you've got like Renaissance art, literally, you know, just as much detail as you can get. And there, that can invoke emotion in you. And then a flag is the opposite. Think about the Ukrainian flag. It's just two colors, right? But that can also invoke sometimes even deeper emotions in somebody. Like people cry at the national anthem. I mean, people kill each other over flags, right? So like, it's sort of just amazing if you look at the the extremes of um what humans do with visual objects to communicate and to 
assign emotion to. So I think that's why I'm fascinated now with flags is like, I look at it from a design perspective and from a human behavior perspective, you know, I think that's what still fascinates me to this day about it. Well, how okay, did you so take based that on... and your graphic design? What, when did you decide I could, uh, I could, I could make a business out of this? What did you decide that this is what I could be doing? Yeah. So that comes a lot later. So um, in 2020, a lot of things happened as we all know. Um, but I was working at Texas A&M. I had done a TED talk about flags. And You've done they, a TED talk? Yes. Well, that's I a did. whole other episode. Right. Yeah. So when they asked me when they were about to put it on the website, they were like, well, do you have a call to action link you want to send people to after they watch your talk? And I was like, no, I don't know what I would even point them to. Like, I had to go rewatch my talk to figure out what. what I wanted to send them to. And it was my talks all about using the power of flags for good. Right. And so I was like, okay, at the same time, the black lives matter movement was happening. And I was sitting there in my house during the pandemic, not able to do much to help. And I was like, what if I let my passion meet the moment here? And what if I could make black lives matter flags and donate to the cause through selling of these flags? Cause if you looked in 2020, the political right had every flag. I mean, American flag meant Trump and then they had Trump flags and then they had, you know, all kinds of stuff. And then if you looked at like the Black Lives Matter movement, everybody just had cardboard signs and stuff. Nobody had flags. And so for me, as someone who's very much on the left, I was just like, no, I I don't want the medium that I love to be taken by the conservative right so i started flags for good just to basically make uh i made five black lives matter flag designs and then one climate change is real flag purely because i wanted to fly it at my house i thought maybe other people would too and so i bought a hundred of each and and i was just like cool that'll be a way i do something cool during this two-week break i have for the pandemic that we thought was a (laughs) two-week thing and uh it just never stopped and then i quit my job a year later and now I run this full time. I got three employees. Um, we've donated over $150,000 to awesome charities around the country and or, and in, in the world. And we donated a lot to Ukraine last year. Um, yeah. Good for that's, you, that's you man. That's, that's, a, that's a hell of a, a meteoric rise there. Thanks. Yeah. And then we, yeah, speaking of meteoric rise, we blew up on TikTok a few times and Instagram um so yeah it's been it's been a wild three years for sure that's fucking well, as someone that's been so successful with it that i'm, I'm going to pivot back to the open here what in god's name are you doing with the flag of oklahoma oh yeah so in the middle there uh once i had a flag company i was just like well now I have the ability to print flags. So why don't I just do the thing I've always wanted to do and fix all the shitty flags that I don't like? Yeah, there it is. There it is. Uh, That's Rex. I follow. Yeah, and, and I have no faith whatsoever in any city or state government to actually do the right thing a lot of times. So I was like, I'm not going to like pitch this and go through the politics to get it approved. I'm just going to print them and sell them and people can fly it guerrilla style. Yeah. Maybe it'll catch on and you know, they'll just have to adopt it, you know? So that was kind of my idea. It was more of a PR stunt. Like I didn't think they would sell that well. And they, they haven't really, like, it depends. Um, there's some examples in there that are interesting, but the Oklahoma flag was one of my favorite ones that I redesigned. Um, because I took the shield from the Tulsa flag, which is perfect. And <laughs> put it right there in the middle of, and, and yeah, and kind of just made a better Oklahoma flag, which, um follows all the flag design rules which i don't know if y'all are aware of but there are five there's code yes please what are they i i i i'm (laughs) we are being very genuine in that i've never i don't think any i'm watching rob on the screen right now and he's normally like podcasting and also painting some warhammer miniatures (laughs) i've never seen him just sit He's like enthralled, right? (laughs) So what are the, there's, there's flag rules and the design of flags. Right. Yeah. So, and if you think about them, like they, they make a lot of sense because flags started 
as ways to identify your ship or your unit from a very long distance away, right? Sure. So the first rule is keep it simple. It should be, and I'm reading these off of the the NAVA website because I don't want to get them wrong, but it should be so simple that a child could draw it from memory. That's a, that's a big, good starting point. Um, use meaningful symbolism. So that's your colors, your symbols, et cetera. Use two or three basic colors. Anything more than three, you're probably going overboard. Sure. Um, number four is my favorite rule. No lettering, no words, no seals. Yeah. Um, that's a huge one. And that's the one that's always mm-hmm. slipped up on because seals were meant. I mean, if you look at them, they were meant to seal something and it's going to be in your face, like a letter, like you're yeah. holding it no farther than that. Yeah. And so it, those do not belong on a flag that you're going to see from hundreds of meters away. Sure. And then rule number five is be distinctive or be related. So an example of that would be like, Denver, Colorado's flag has the same color scheme as the Colorado flag. So it's it's related to its sure. larger entity. Um, a lot of American flags are red, white, and blue to be related to the U.S. flag. So you can kind of have um, what we in the graphic design world would call like a visual hierarchy. You could kind of create that with flags uh, in a perfect world, but usually they're not. So Sure. That's... That's very interesting though. Like I hadn't considered that before, but that, that makes sense, especially just, you know, the natural progression of it as you add states and stuff and people looking to throw in their idea for a flag. Well, where do we start? I love it because there is a lot of dog shit state flags. Yeah. yeah. Through, so. usually for the record, the Tulsa noble, flag is noble work. Yeah, the Tulsa flag is number one in my just opinion. looked it up. Pretty solid. Peak flag. But yeah, like (laughs) most state flags have just a seal on it. And like a lot of people like Utah right now, they just changed their flag. And I had a little little bit of that hand in that. And um, they so many people are against it. And they're like, why is our flag bad? And and it's so like a lot of people don't think about it. Right. They're like, well, what's wrong with it? Why is it bad? Mm. Who decides what bad is? And like, I think the the measure you need to use is a is it does it function because it's not art art is good for subjective sake flags are communication they are true design they can fail or succeed in their purpose which is to identify something and so if you can look at a flag and not know if it's kentucky or utah it fails as a flag it's failing at its actual one purpose um and then the other measure is just do people use it and if it's not well adopted and well, it's not on the back of cars and tattoos, then it's not a good flag. Like it's it's not a good symbol that people want to. There you go. Yeah. The Chicago flag tattoo right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a icon. Everybody's got a Chicago flag tattoo if you're from Chicago. And the, the tattoo test is one of the things I always say is like, that's the measure of a good flag. If people want to get it tattooed and they can get it tattooed and it actually looks good. <laughs> So a pretty good metric for a lot of yes. things. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, quick international <laughs> pivot, since we're talking about our the flags of our states here. Uh, in, in any amount of words you'd like to use, tell me why, outside of the United States, tell me why the flag of Moldova is the second best national flag in the world. I was warned. That's, that a, firm stance of, that's a firm stance <laughs> of this show, by the way. Yeah, I was warned. For the record, we are the uh, (laughs) last we checked, we were the sixth most popular podcast in Moldova. Hey, those are our they're kind of like, you know, they're not our sister city per se, but um, many times Nick has forsaken all um, all responsibilities and earnestly thought about defending Moldova. So it's still it's still on the table. Or I have a letter but, uh, out to NATO with some questions that need answered. So I shouldn't uh, talk shit about the flag, is what you're saying. I mean, <laughs> I might have stood out against heart. it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's not among the good flags purely See, because because there's has, a, because uh, the like a in the middle. Yeah, there's it's yeah. way too detailed. Like a kid couldn't draw that. But also the problem here is. Um, if you took the seal away, then it would be the same flag as Romania, Chad, 
and Andorra, basically. <laughs> Chad. So they just gotta scrap Chad's the whole always thing. Try again. Something. Yeah, freaking Chad. What is what oh, is the a... best? What is the best national flag? Design wise, at least. In my opinion, I mean, it's really hard to say, like, because so many of them are just bicolors or tricolors, you know, like people mm-hmm. can, if you look at like adoption and, and movements, like the French tricolor is probably a good, just like it influenced so much from a design perspective. If I didn't know anything about any history and I was just looking at them, I personally like Antigua and Barbuda. Um, that's my favorite international flag because it follows all the rules, but oh, yeah. it also, it, it, it tells a visual story. There's depth in it. There's yeah. black and red. I mean, it's, it's a powerful flag. It's, it's a, it's a good flag in my opinion. It is a good flag. A little sunrise action over yeah. the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. Antigua. In Canada. <laughs> Canada is, is all solid flag. My answer, the Canada should be studied because their their flag only came about in like 1950 or 60. It was just, I mean, people are still alive that knew the one before it. And the how much that maple leaf has permeated into culture. And it's like everywhere. And like, even if you go to McDonald's in Canada, there's a maple leaf in the middle of the golden arches, which is crazy. But that fucking maple leaf is the greatest symbol I've ever seen for a nation. I mean, it's, yeah, I wish I was Canadian. <laughs> well, and, and when you name your best hockey team, just after your national flag symbol, yep. that's, that's pretty, pretty solid stuff. Mm-hmm. They also have a, a pretty bonkers national anthem too. I'm a big, really? o, I'm a big O Canada guy. Yeah. It's but they also have Tim Hortons and that negates the national anthem. We've that's talked true. about that before. But then we bring mm-hmm. it back up with the octagon shaped coin. So mm. pretty good. Mm-hmm. The loony, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. And Justin Trudeau is just a babe of a man. Like he is so hot. Yeah. He is a handsome he's, man. Uh, he's, he's solid. Can you imagine having a, a leader that attractive? Like. Not in this country. Not it'd be possible. nice to have somebody that wasn't twice his age. Yep. That would be great. Mm. That'd be a good start. And, mm-hmm. and not boss Nass. Or whatever the last guy was. <laughs> oh, fucking clowns. <laughs> I just, I looked away for a second to grab my uh, my beer, and it looked like you just, the whatever body had looked like it was Lubriderm, and I thought you just took a big shot of lotion, and I was like, hey, man, yeah. fuck it. Yeah. Welcome to GeekCast Live. There's no rules. Yeah. No, I, this is probably ah, the okay. best water bottle I've ever used in my life. It's so freaking good. But yeah, it does look like a lotion bottle. We we have, and if there already is one, just tell me to shut up. We talk a lot on this show, or we used to anyway, about um, letting your geek flag fly. Like, mm-hmm. don't sure. give a fuck if you're into Dungeons and Dragons or show choir or mushroom hunting. If you're into it, proselytize it. Tell everybody yeah. about it. Be knowledgeable about it. And don't be afraid to be the smartest guy in the room when it comes to Neuronet or whatever the fuck sure. you're into. Or learn stuff. Yeah. Is there a geek flag? Um and not, not like a not like the flag of the Starship Enterprise or like <laughs> the flag of Gondor. Yeah. Well, I would say no, not not one specific geek flag, but you've already started hitting on the on the other one. Yeah, I mean, there's what I think is beautiful in the in the you know last 20 30 years is that the internet has allowed people who do geek out about specific niche things to find each other and the next like vexillological talk or paper i'm going to write is about this topic basically about how we as humans are much more likely to identify with a tribe of people who have the same interests and and life experiences now and about like a hundred years ago is much more tied to your geography, your city, your state, your whatever. And so as we become more of a globalized society, I think people, if they were to rank the flags that they feel strongest of, it could be that the American flag or the Indiana flag, whatever 
is much lower on the list than it was before. And then at the top could be your sexual orientation flag or your Dungeons and Dragons flag, because that's your tribe. You know, when you come home after work, you get on Discord and you talk to people from all over the world that are interested in whatever it may be. And I feel like that type of interest-based tribe is going to grow and grow and grow to be our stronger identity bases. And so I think the natural progression of that is flags. When we see that in the LGBT community, like they have a flag for every small sub identity you can think of in terms, I mean, there's kink flags there. I mean, there's, there's it's, it's amazing in my opinion. Yeah. I was, I was looking through the flags on your site. I didn't even know that there was like an intersex flag. Mm-hmm. Or and I actually I've never seen the ally flag before. I had no idea it existed. I was gonna ask if there was an ally flag, yep. actually. Mm-hmm. But I now I'm I'm googling switch flag and I don't know where that how to find that. That'll take you interesting places. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know where that's that. gonna take me, but I'll use a VPN. Two red bars and a black thing in the middle. <laughs> black so rectangle. Rectangle is what I was looking for. Uh so you kind of touched on it a little bit, but I'm curious. Uh what kind of uh, flags from fictional universes do you think particularly stand out? Um, I guess and and would um, you know have have permeated the cultural zeitgeist. The flag of Gondor, I think, is a great example. Yeah, um, that's a great question that I've never had before. That's the first one that comes to my mind: is the flag of Gondor. Um, Man, the, there's Which a you like, yeah. Yeah, there was a show on NBC back in like 2008 called Kings. It lasted one season. Okay. It it really was not that great of a show. However, it was like a modern kingdom situation and they had an orange flag with a white butterfly on it. One of the coolest flags I've ever seen in terms of a fictional flag. Um but even like I'm sure you guys love Firefly. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So like they had the resistance flag and then I forget what they called the, the enemy. Yeah. yeah, The empire or whatever. Yeah. yeah. They had that kind of a flag too. And I felt like that was a really cool show because they were merging Chinese culture with like English speaking culture. And so there were a lot of symbols and stuff there that um, mix those two things. Oh, this made me think. Um, Mm -hmm. Man in the High Castle. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. like, so yeah, the Nazi flag within the American flag motif. I mean, yeah. the visceral well, like reaction. Man in the High Tower? Yeah. Yeah. The, the visceral reaction you have when you see the American flag with a big swastika in the middle of it, or on the other side of the country, the the Japanese West Coast um, flag. It looked like the yeah. land of the rising sun. I mean, that kind of stuff just... I geek out about more than anything. I would love to have a prop from some of those shows because those things exist. I mean, those flags were made, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Can y'all, it's I mean, I don't cool. know. Y'all are, y'all are deeper into nerddom or, or like, is there other shows that I, that have flags that I don't know about? Well, aside from all, I mean, every yeah, single, is the every single flag on Game of um, Thrones is the easy yeah. answer. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't watched Game of Thrones, so I don't, I haven't seen that. Uh yeah, lots of lots of heraldry there. Um let's see. Uh Lord of the Rings. I'm trying to think of uh I guess Warhammer's got a fair bit, but yeah, they do. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of sigils going on there, so that might uh uh be counterintuitive to good flag design. Uh I don't know. I have a little aside. Mm-hmm. Is he, all of you like Game of Thrones? Mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah. so i used to work and i went to and i lived in texas a&m that's where i grew up mm-hmm. texas a&m is george R. R. martin's repository for all of his first editions and everything right so the, like the the library oh. there texas a&m has all of his original writings and also tons of props from the show and so it was all lost on me, but like we were like taking pictures and handling like all the swords and all that shit. And it's totally, if you want to go to Texas, it's all there at Texas A&M university. If you're a game of Thrones fan, that's pretty sick. Really? Yeah. So we could, 
we could go to a and What city is an A&M in? It's in College Station, Texas. I knew that. Damn it. I was thinking Austin, but that's Texas. Yeah. So we could go to College Station, Nick, catch a game, right? Do that. Go and, see then go some, and then go to Austin. Warhammers. Hang out with Elijah Wood, punch Alex Jones, mm-hmm. and come home. That's perfect. a good trip. That's a that's a Jim Valvano kind of ride right there. <laughs> right, we're gonna laugh, we're gonna cry, we're gonna have our emotions yeah. move to tears. It's it a really whole thing. Is. All of it the during thing. the Alex Jones punch, and the rest of it just kind of it's <laughs> just a vacation. I'm in. Book it. Okay, we'll do the ayahuasca trip, and then we'll go punch Alex Jones back to back. I, I'm not saying I'm I'm not saying I'm not interested. Um, I'm an Indiana guy. What do you think of our flag? Uh, yeah, so I, I also live in Indiana. I won't call myself an Indiana guy because I kind of hate it here. But um, the Indiana flag. So here's the story on that one. Um, if you pull it up and look at it, it at first isn't terrible, right? It's two colors. It is a bit detailed, but um, Busy. the the original design did not have the word Indiana in there. And it was going through the legislature was almost passed. And right at the end to get it passed, they said, you have to add the word Indiana. Otherwise, who, how are people going to know it's the Indiana flag if it doesn't say it? Uh, and so from the, the designer, state that tried to redefine pie as three. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the designer had to un, unwittingly add Indiana very small in there um, because that's what governments do is all that bureaucracy bullshit and compromise. And you get something that wasn't as good in the beginning. So if that's I what, was if I was the designer of that flag, I would have said, oh, yeah, no problem. I'd have stripped away everything else and it would have just been a blue flag. It would have said <laughs> Indiana. That would have, and I would have said block lettering, just big yeah. block, and it'd been Comic Sans, uh, yep. and it said in, in yeah. Baskerville, it'd say <laughs> Indiana. Got to make sure people know it's our flag, right? And that's exactly what Indiana deserves is something like that because yeah, you know, you know, it's funny. I have yeah. it written down actually. If we're Indiana, written in apple cherry. Um. So I was doing I haven't made a video about Indiana yet, but I do have the, the research done. And let me read to you. Um, whenever the people who wanted the flag put out the contest to win, like to, to design it, basically. Damn, where is it? Um, so they basically said. Yes, here we go. In the contest, it said, it is difficult to find a motif to be expressed on our banner as Indiana has no mountain peak, no great lake or river exclusively of its own. Basically, Indiana has no identity or anything to be proud of. So good luck on designing the flag because we don't have anything of note. And that's so fucking true. It's just an ear of corn and it says racist across the bottom of it. And people are like, oh, Indiana. Yeah. Have gone, if, they, if that was the flag, it would have gone all the way through the approval process and no one would have said, how will they know it's ours? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm surprised, Ryan, oh, I'm surprised. 14 kernels the, on the uh, ear. The corn jerker on the flag. Oh. I mean, that, well, now, the, that now that's Hoopston, I mean, Illinois, is the corn jerkers. But you can have it. I'm just saying. Oh, we uh, could just take it. And I'd rather not. Be, go I mean, it would work better on the Illinois flag, too. But you guys are a little more corn centric. Do you want to go steal the flag at the Hoopston <laughs> High School? So I we can really have do. I do, I too. I genuinely do. The worst problem about uh, Hoopston is it's 70 percent. Michael, smells. are you familiar with the Hoopston corn jerkers? <laughs> I am. I am Googling it as y'all talk about it. And I am enthralled. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, a it's thing. like a muscle corn. Yeah, sure enough. <laughs> I forgot this existed. Wow, that is it. That is a mascot. You know, actually, the Nebraska Cornhuskers had a corn-based mascot way, way back, and he looked similar to this. But he was husking, which is really, it's okay. Look, if you're it's husking, I know what the... you're doing to the corn if you're husking it. Right. Oh. If I said, Nick, yeah, it's, what it's are you doing the with the corn? Thing. And you yelled back. <laughs> Husking. I'd be like, I just, oh, okay. 
I just figured corn husking was the opposite of corn jerking. I'm pretty sure it's all a euphemism. Yeah. <laughs> They're doing bad things. Does it, yeah, it's it's bad either way. I'm reading the Wikipedia. This corn looks like a Jonathan <laughs> Taylor Thomas character. It says corn jerkers come in all shapes and sexes. <laughs> They're not sizes, all shapes this, and sexes. So that's sure sure. do. It's if, very modern of them. They have it like a gender uh, a gender spectrum referenced here because it's not a gender binary. Is it amazing? Is it lost on anybody else? Everybody can jerk that man. there's I mean, that there's rural thing. rural Illinois conservatives who are like, yeah, corn comes in many different genders, <laughs> but but they couldn't possibly comprehend <laughs> the fact that there's more than fucking two genders of human. Anyway, <laughs> uh, thought process with me one time jumping through hoops. Um, if if the hoops in high school's mascot was Jonathan Davis from the, the 1990s rock band Corn, and he was the flag was him in the subway with an open uh, guitar case, what would their mascot be? There was a lot. Yeah, start out say that again. If Jonathan Davis from the band Corn sure. was in a subway playing music with an open guitar case, their mascot would be the. Not the corn huskers, corn buskers, the corn buskers. There it is. Wow! <laughs> I took a long walk to get there. You took Sorry. the long walk. To I like that. I was wondering why Jonathan Davis was eating a subway, and then I, it was like, "Fuck, he's more of a like a Quiznos yeah, Jefferson guy. Davis." Can you play violin and New York Central? Station. Yeah, I was. I was trying. <laughs> to, I was Davis trying to hustle to get Quiznos there. guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's the little betoothed hamsters. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he likes him mm. for the same reason as Bob Roorman. Speaking of people from Indiana, mm. oh, big yikes! Wow, <laughs> yikes! Uh, Deep cut. Sorry. That's a yeah. That's a, Bob, a, I didn't know Bob. a flag right there. Jesus oh God! Christ. I just made a reference to a Bob Roorman blooper reel. It might be time for bed. Might be time for bed. You're, you've been getting into the deep cuts tonight. Jeff. So if what are so, I'm I'm I don't want to beleaguer the geek flag, but is there a sword on it? Hmm, I would think so. Um, definitely a sword. I think it a D twenty or something wouldn't be. That would be too deep in one direction mm -hmm. um if you want if you want go to my website and look up the flag of virginia that we <laughs> did i didn't design it but somebody on reddit did and it has a sword going through a crown it's really freaking dope that is pretty sick um virginia has a whole thing about killing tyrants and so that's where that comes from but when you said they sword that's that. where my mind went yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's dope. I pictured the sh like the shards of the narsal on a geek sword. Now, mm. mm. oh damn, that is a that is a fucking hot. That's a that's a hot flag. The Virginia yeah. flag. Yeah. So, huh? I have to. I have, it's just geek is so broad, you know. It and is. I agree. I, I've run into this problem when I'm doing my state redesign series, because like, I'll get I'll like a state like North Carolina. It, the borders are so arbitrary. The people in Appalachia have little in common with the people on the coast. Sure. And like, so how do you create a flag that represents such a broad diversity? You know, like in the end, it's like, does, does North Carolina need a flag or does Appalachia need a flag? Because their human experience is similar. Um, but yeah, the geek flag is one of those things where it's just so diverse. I don't know. But then again, you look at the LGBT community and they've somehow encapsulated a lot into a flag. Yeah. That I, is interesting. I think geek in the classical term, it would be easier to put on a flag. Geek in the way that we describe it, where you could be a geek about pedicures or mm. HVAC. It, that that's way too broad hmm, but yeah. the classical i'd like the stereotypical geek in like a john hughes movie would be pretty easy not easy to nail but 
a little more defined anyway. Yeah. The Maryland state flag. Mm-hmm. Pretty bitchin'. It is bitchin'. It is the most polarizing of all the state flags. Some people think Correct. it is a piece of trash and they hate it. Um, but that 100% comes from heraldry. It's two right. uh, coat of arms from two different families put together. Um, same with Washington, D.C. Their flag is the coat of arms of the Washington family. Um, so, yeah, I love the Maryland flag. It's We have a long-running joke at Flags for Good that one day we're going to expand our product line to where we have morph suits, like those tight body suits. But the oh, only yeah. one we're going to sell is a Maryland flag just, just morph Maryland suit. Flag. <laughs> That's the only one. I appreciate the dedication to the bit. Yeah. So... Joe, I, I'm looking at Joe right now. He is f- furiously scrolling through all the state flags. Oh no, I'm I'm deep in the throes of designing a geek flag based on the rules that have been described. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, you. your website, flagsforgood.com. Mm-hmm. You got all. I mean, all the flags are there, right? You, if you wanted an ally flag, an LGBTQ flag, a Black Lives Matter flag, a Virginia state flag, you could get them. Yeah. We only print flags we believe in. That was the other piece of the, the puzzle that I didn't That's say earlier. Hot. Yeah, like I was sick of buying flags from companies that sold, you know, Confederate flags and shit. And sure. so I was just like, how could I, in good faith, print a Black Lives Matter flag and also a, you know, thin blue line, you know, fascist flag? Sure. So, mm-hmm. so I just said, you know, I'm going to start a company that I would want to buy from. And so we only sell flags we believe in. So if your state flag sucks and I haven't redesigned it yet, then you're not going to find it. Um, If you believe in some terrible thing, you probably won't find your flag on our website. And, but yeah, if if it, you know, we have basically every LGBT flag you can think of. Um, We're trying to grow our offering in all kinds of different ways. So, I mean, of course, if you don't have something that you might want, let us know and, and I will, you know, look into it and see if it's worth, you know, holding inventory for. But um, yeah, please go to flagsforgood.com and then follow us at Flags for Good on basically everything too. Outstanding. I, I absolutely love what you're doing and I will be getting some flags. Yeah, same. Thanks. For sure. Yeah, I appreciate it. We're putting a flagpole up this spring, actually, and we're actually talking about like what flags should we fly and so I actually have a flag. Pole. One of those. The only thing that's been on it has been the Cubs flag, the Ohio State Buckeyes, not the state. Mm. Fuck the state, but Ohio State University flag and our uh, our stars and stripes. The only thing that's been on it in all the years I've owned this house. So I need to shake things up. Ryan, our April it. Fool's joke was um, Ohio. Since we're you know I'm in Indiana, we all hate Ohio. The yeah. April Fool's mm-hmm. joke we pulled was we're sick of cutting out your dumb Ohio flag shape. So just cut <laughs> it out your damn selves. And so we literally sold it. We, you could pre-order it for one day only. And you it's literally a white flag. And then it just little dotted lines of where to cut it out. And it just says like, cut it out. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> In doing awesome. research for this show, this episode too, um, the flags flown at Disneyland and Disney World. Mm-hmm. Are not American flags. Correct. Which I found out. That way they can keep them what? up all the time. Correct. They are, they have 48 stars, I believe, instead of 50. And I think for two reasons, they're trying to like, it, there's, there's apparently like a day in history that Main Street USA is supposed to be re- recreating and it's back before Alaska and Hawaii were states. But also because they're not 50 star American flags, they don't have to follow the, arbitrary flag rules of like taking it down at night and lighting them all correctly and all that stuff. Sure. Yeah. My favorite bit of trivia I learned this week. Yeah. That's a good flag fact. That's a good one. I I never heard that. At the end of our show, we do this thing where we, um, we talk about what we've been geeking on this week. Mm. And as our guest, you could choose to go first or last let me go last because i gotta think about this that i'm that i'm gonna throw it to rob son of a bitch Uh, let's see uh i have uh in trying to take some 
breathing room uh, in my excursions into Warhammer 40k. Uh, have started playing some uh, Beast of Bermuda again, which is like a dinosaur. You're breaking. MMO. You're breaking the 40k streak. Uh, well, I, I'm trying. You were at nine it, weeks in a row. Uh, I definitely got some 40k in. Don't worry. Don't worry, Nick. Uh, it it, it yeah. happened. Uh, <laughs> I ran a couple of games of Kill Team. Got to to play some with some friends. That uh, was really cool. But. Uh, to switch it up a little bit, uh, yeah, I, I've been playing uh, Beast of Bermuda. It's a, a d- dinosaur survival sim. Uh, you're, you pick a dinosaur, you start off as a little baby, and you are set out into a world, uh, a server that has a bunch of other players. They're all playing different kinds of dinosaurs, um, and many of them are not friendly. Um, and so it's fun. It's tense. Um, it's um, a pretty cool game so i would uh definitely w- recommend checking it out beast of bermuda uh joe what about you uh i feel like i've been on a real star wars kick the last week or so um i've been uh binging my way through all of the bad batch um latest season which is fantastic if you're uh if you're not caught up get caught up on the bad batch on disney plus it's really good uh, I've been enjoying The Mandalorian, and then I also just, um, I I had a Star Wars itch and went through and finally watched Tales of the Jedi, and it might be the best, maybe not the best, it, it's definitely top three best Star Wars stories I've ever seen. Good shit. Uh, it's really, really good. It has great references to all of the shit in Clone Wars and throughout the movies and it's just it's a really fantastic show and uh i i think any any star wars fan would really enjoy it and any really big star wars geek would absolutely love it so hmm. noted yeah really really All enjoyed right. it uh yeah i feel like that's probably good enough uh ryan what are you geeking on this week well, I I wasn't on last week's show. I was on spring break. So I've got like four things, but I won't dwell on all of them. Um, went to my first Blackhawks game. Don't know why it's taken me 39 years. That's a fucking bop. That's a fucking great time. Um, took the kids. Girls loved it. Hawks lost. Um, but uh, unbelievably yeah, great time. Yeah. Uh, just got back from uh, it's it's baseball season. Um, I'm blessed and healed. I just, I spent the day at Wrigley field, um, uh, opening day win. I'm excited because I'm a Cubs fan and it's early. Um, right. That's how it goes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I am actively trying to force myself to finish a project. I decided to start and I am now, um, outlining book two. Uh, I've already outlined book one of my erotic thriller series. Nice. Um, Bones of Antigua. The Bones of Antigua, which I now (laughs) know what the cover art's going to look like, thanks to this uh, episode. Um, On my way back from Wrigley, I passed a restaurant, which is going to, uh, um, which gave me the inspiration for the title for book two. And it's a P.S. Bangkok. So... That's a pretty good I got the title. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I've also decided that book one is, uh, it's you know, as you guys know, it's set in the backdrop of the Cuban Missile Crisis. Uh, book two is going to be in the 70s, and it's going to be set in uh, Bangkok. And book three, I think, is going to be set in the 80s. I'm doing a, a decade thing, if you can't oh, tell. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be set in, uh, uh, in Berlin during the uh, set against the fall of the Berlin Wall. Yeah. Right. Nice. Um, cool. And then my fourth thing. I don't know, Joe. Kind of mad at you, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit mad at Joe. Mostly Joe, eighty percent Joe, twenty percent Robert. Eh. And I called you Robert because I'm mad at you. Old. Um, you guys never told me about um college humor's dropout show, Game Changer. Oh, what? I had How to find that on my you own. About this. So Just good. Read. Oh, yeah, so I don't sorry. fucking know, dude. I don't could've, told could've me about about my spirit animal, Brennan Lee Mulligan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah you're wow. a little bit beast. Oh, is it the fucking best? 
Dropout is the one subscription I will cancel last. Same. Like those people deserve that money and I would pay yeah. more for it because everything they do is gold. How long before that show concept is fucking bought and it's suddenly Jimmy Fallon's new fucking thing where mm. it's celebrities playing Game Changer, which I'll hate. I don't want that. I'll hate it. I don't want it. I'm not saying that because that's what I want. I'm saying it because it's the inevitable fucking right. plotting World steam engine in. of capitalism. Mm-hmm. But I was going to ask, how do I get more? Because I've watched everything YouTube has. Is it oh. a subscription service? Yes, oh, yes. It's $60 a year. Well, that'll be done tonight. Yeah, I it's got some great stuff. Once you're done with Game Changer, do, um, what's it called? Fuck. Which one? <laughs> Describe uh, it. Total, total Forgiveness. Oh yeah. Okay. That's a great one. And then I mean y'all I I've never played D&D, so I can't get into Dimension 20 because I don't know what's going on. I'd love to get into D&D. I feel like I should listen to this podcast and I probably could figure it it's, out. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you could pick it up through like through osmosis I, through that. I love this show. I fucking love it. it's fucking incredible. First of all, um a lot of talent there. Mhm. Incredibly funny. It's Nick. Um, find some of Aunt Lindsay's danger candies and throw Game mm-hmm. Changer up and have yourself a real, real good. Well, what is it? Because I, I didn't. I was trying to muster the outrage, but I don't. Yeah, even, the uh, the concept. Do you of the remember? Show... Remember college? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, the concept of the show is that it's a game show, and the game is different every time. And the contestants okay. don't know the rules of the game they're about to play. They can only learn it by playing, and they can only start learning that by however he says. You can only learn yeah. by playing. You can only play by starting. And so let's start the show or whatever the fuck he says. But yeah. it's f- fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Is okay. the O'Brien on that? Is he related to the cracked O'Briens? I don't know, but I don't think so. I'll allow it. Yeah, he does look I'm, like I'm a not going to fact check that. Of both he's Jack like, and Daniel, though. He's like a weird. He's like a weird. Like he could be like a cousin. Yeah, I think know? he he looks like um like a Snoke level clone of Keith Happersberger from the Try yeah. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, you are in the weeds right now. <laughs> uh, Nick, what are you geeking on this week, bud? Uh, kind of a, a busy week, so I. <laughs> I suppose I finished finalized geeking on the March Madness tournaments. Uh lackluster end to both the men's and women's, but I stuck it out to the end. So uh unfortunately two lackluster teams on the men's side and some truly god awful officiating on the women's side made it uh, rather a uh, rather bad look for the old NCAA over the weekend, but uh, such is life. Nice. Yeah. You, you're going to be okay, buddy? I'm fine. I didn't okay. really have a just dog checking. in the fight. I just, you weren't I, a big San Diego State guy? God. I, as much as I like watching 47 points be scored in a <laughs> collegiate men's game, I... No, not good. The, the women's the women's game was more compelling, but it was uh, pretty much fucked from the outset by just some really really bad officiating that continued throughout the game and kind of marred what should have been a really really good game that Iowa ended up losing. So all I've seen from uh, that are the "you can't see me" memes. <laughs> yeah, very. Uh, the media didn't have much to do this weekend. So they, yeah, they it seems like it. Yeah. <laughs> there's, well, you know, there's Perceived. absolutely nothing important going on. No, no anywhere news. in the country, around the world. No news. It's, no it's notes. Been slow. No. Yeah. For yeah, like six let's, years let's now, there's just been nothing. Some... It's been really. It's like Kobe died, and that's the last thing of note. Yeah. Right. It's just been kind of sure. It's like it's just been cottage cheese since then. Like it's only so. good with peaches or tomatoes or salt or pepper or in anything else. Yeah, beets. Beets, beets. Good call. Mike, how about you, man? Or Michael. Michael. Didn't want your dad to show up. <laughs> yeah. 0. So 0, Michael. I I've been on a space 
kick. So nice. I've been reading The Martian by Andy Weir. Andy Weir, best author in terms of being a geek. Once you finish Michael Crichton, um, I've loved every one of his books. And then I'm also listening to The End of Everything, Astrophysically Speaking, which is all about um, our universe and its inevitable heat death. and what that means for Ooh, you katie man. that's very cool fantastic yeah 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 following awesome. her on twitter forever she's fit she's wonderful oh i'll go follow her right now yeah her books i just started it today and like if you're in denialism it it's actually a lovely read and it's just, yeah i'll have to check that out yeah i'm, I'm yeah. more on the absurd side yeah it's it's great knowing that everything every bit of our existence and evidence yeah. of that we ever were is going to be eaten up and burned, and that will be it. <laughs> and then someday I'll die. <laughs> Probably well before that. And put on Nickel and John Mulaney's joke sock. Yep. <laughs> well, if you oh, wonderful, let us let us know, Michael, where they can find you on the socials, where they can find you to to get your flags, where people can harass you at a Starbucks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I said, flags for good, uh, all spelled out. Um, we have just, yeah, anywhere, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, unfortunately, Facebook, unfortunately, YouTube, we're trying to grow the YouTube audience and that's slow. Um, but yeah, flagsforgood.com is where all the flags are. And, um, yeah, harass me on any one of those platforms. If you see a flag you want and it's not up there or, want to know why we don't sell x y or z so yeah excellent and we'll uh we'll throw a link to flags for good in the show notes of this episode and probably just keep it there oh thanks i appreciate going it forward yeah, yeah. Uh, if you liked what you heard and you want to hear more you can um the best thing you could do for us is to go to your uh, favorite podcast listening service give us five stars tell us what your favorite flag is and why and, it's the McDonald's Golden Arches. Hmm, I don't like that. Uh, no. And if you want to tell us other yes. things, I suppose, uh, you can do so on any of the socials. All you have to do is search Geek Cast Live, or you can check out the website that I made, violentpress.com. It's a very nice website. You did make that, I believe. Yeah. yeah. That's good stuff. Let's see. You did the socials. Uh, if you want to support us monetarily, you can do so over at patreon.com slash geekcastlive. And if you'd like to support us monetarily and get something for it, you can do so over at gcl.threadless.com. gcl.threadless.com. Uh, gcl.threadless.com. Uh, see you in hell, everybody. Bye, your grandparents. Donkey shame. Hey everyone, Nico here again, and as we always like to do about this time, we've got to send a shout out and a big thank you to all of our supporters uh, on Patreon and on all the socials, all the folks that help make this thing go. You know who you are. We love you. Our man, Danger Johnson, Brandon Rust, Kelly Shuttlewood, the Poly Nerds, Lada Bartova, Jesse G. Letourneau, Lemon Wedge. Uh, Scott S. I don't know if that's, I'd like to people to stick with their whole name. Big Pickleson, Little Eddie Horsecock, Big Frank Micropenis, but that's not spelled the way you think it is. It's spelled like a Frenchman. The Clicker from Boston, Chud Thune, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., uh, different one. Uh, Stan Lee from Beyond the Grave, Rip. Night City's Finest Juggalo, Steve. Nick Kroll, not that Nick Kroll, it's both a C. Fourfinger Emily, uh, Little Titty Baby, The K-Man, Jew Dave, Dave the Fish, and the embodiment of Skulldudgery. You know who you are. If we forgot you, write in. We'll add you to the list. Thank you, as always, and uh, we miss you, poopsies. See you soon. Check this.